Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Who are you? Where are you? And how are you? And what are you doing? What are you doing? Welcome to News on Acid, episode 61, question mark? That's right. That's right. We're your hosts, Joe and Evan. Well-oiled machine we got going on over here. Uh, Evan, doing? I'm doing fine, Joe. I mean, it seems like you're kind of angry. <laughs> I am I am uh, not proud of how upset I got at a uh, certain door in my house today. So I've got a door from the garage where we now uh, live. live and take the show into my house that is just warped and or, you know, off its hinge a little bit to the point where it's definitely not easy to open. It's like I'm, I'm like putting my full weight into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look it up, you figure out what you might want to do. I've sanded it. I've planed it. I've stuck a wedge into the, uh, like, undone the uh, fucking hinge from the from the frame, stuck a wedge in there, tried to get it to, uh, you know, sit up a little bit, all of which just made it worse. I also removed <laughs> some paint from the, you know, wondering if the paint was, it was a problem. And, yeah, I, like, I had to just take the L. You know, it was a lesson yeah. in just taking the L every once in a while. And then, of course... Uh, outside of just taking the L, uh, doing some self-assessment on why I'm allowing myself to get so upset. <laughs> yeah, I just went through something recently. So for whatever reason, Denver's water is trash, apparently, mm. because... They change sources every once in a while. I was just talking with a with a friend about this who's in, still in commercial cannabis cultivation because places left and right are like failing for heavy metals because of yeah the they, change in water source and their filters aren't they're like mailing they didn't mail me but a bunch of people in denver <laughs> yeah, they didn't all, give me one. <laughs> all got uh brita pitchers for free from denver yeah, yeah. water yeah, yeah i heard that i didn't get one but um fuck you <laughs> i guess there's it's part of like some project of like anti-lead getting the lead out of the water um so anyway i don't know what's with my water my water is like dusty and it smells weird and it tastes weird and I've been using a Brita, but for some reason, the Brita, it just made it taste even worse somehow. And I tried everything. It's like, everyone's like, did you put in a new filter? It's like, yeah, I tried that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I did all this shit. And then randomly the other day, my Brita was just like, had a huge crack down the side and just like poured all over my kitchen. No idea how that happened. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'm done with fucking Brita. I'm going to look into reverse osmosis machines, other things you can do. Um, I rent, so I was like, I don't want to get too crazy with this. And like the good reverse osmosis machines, I probably should have bought one, but they're like 250 bucks. but I have limited space under uh, my sink. Yeah. And uh, I ended up just getting this other little filter that's just like a lead and chlorine filter. That's what and, you want. Yeah, and basically what you can do is if you have an extra hole or you can uh, in your sink or you have the sink sprayer, you can uninstall that and put it in there. Mm -hmm. So basically I have filtered water on tap next to my sink, right. which is great. So Perfect. I got this thing. It was like 80 bucks. Uh, Frizz Life, by the way, they're out of Denver. <laughs> <laughs> that name hits you a certain way. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> uh, anyway, it like wasn't natively fit my... Uh, faucet supply lines and so i had to get yeah. all these adapters totally. and, then, and then it's like five adapters and you turn you need two wrenches to turn it you turn one and the other one loosens up as soon as i turn on the water it's like spraying all over my apartment yeah. and all over my face for like hours my hands are bleeding 
three trips to Home Depot. I'm just yeah, like dude. fucking screaming. And like, I don't want to go to Home Depot right now because the last time I went there, it was just like, I, I do I have it already? Do I have coronavirus now? I had to wait but, outside the Home yeah. Depot to get in. But like, it, it's the same deal where it's just like, surely I can pop this door off, which is not a problem. <laughs> yeah. And just sand it for like, like I sand, like I was leaning into it because by then I was already pissed. Just like dust everywhere, you know, like there's, there's no way this doesn't fit now, you know, and put it back on. It's, it's like fucking worse, dude. I swear to God. It's it's definitely worse. worse. And it's just like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? So it's the same, just like, no, I understand. Oh, yeah, I'll just pop this on real quick. But with my, uh, fucking chance, dude. With my three life rules that I follow with everything, persistence, Patience and delayed gratification. Yeah. Um, I was persistent. I didn't fucking stop. And I finally got it to work. So I think you should do the same. Oh, yeah. My, I'm, I've resorted to the, like, the last resort option, which is literally take the hardware out of the door and circular saw an eighth of an inch off of it. And then there's no way it won't fit. <laughs> there's no way it's going to be an even cut either. <laughs> I know. I was talking to my dad about it because I finally I texted him because it was a problem when the last time he came through my house and I was like, I've exhausted all options. I got nothing. I got nothing left. He's just like, I would just cut it with a saw. And I was just like, I did that once. That's going to get fucked up for sure. <laughs> I, I, already, I did that once for a door. I, I cut up the bottom because the bottom was like dragging. I'm going to do that in a different yeah. door. And then when you looked at it, it was like, the worst cut possible, yeah. but it fucking closed. So it's gonna be a shit show. Shit's never as easy as you think it's gonna be. But yeah, if you're, if it's a les- lesson in persistence, a lesson in self discipline, patience, patience uh, deep breathing. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. It's a life lesson. It was a lesson for me to go grab the coldest beer I had in my fridge and just like <laughs> yeah. fucking drink it really fast. I know. You know, I, I went and meditated, and then I went and planted some plants in the garden. And then still I like pissed. three gulped a beer and I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah. I never see you drinking during the day. It was interesting to see you. I come over and you're already drinking a beer at like four o'clock. <laughs> it was on a, a fucking Tuesday. It was a, it was a day. <laughs> All right. Um, we did get a call in. So you guys can always call 720-282-9782. That was our advice line. Um, you can call about anything. Uh, it doesn't have to be advice or you can email hello at newsonasset.com. Um, let's just jump into this one. Uh, this is a long message and like the beginning and sort of end got cut off. I guess there's like some connections. So I'll play like a minute or so of it and then I'll kind of like read the rest. We can kind of get a high level overview of everything, uh, because it was a three minute message, but let's get into it. Happy to hear your views. Um, the thing I'm calling about is the comments and this isn't the first time on the podcast that I've heard these comments about. Uh, individuals receiving money and sitting around jacking off all day <laughs> doing nothing. And I would like to help you or hope you could reframe your assumptions about that because I am a, a real believer in basic income. Um, so uh, think about the fact that this free cash payout that these individuals are receiving is not about allowing them to do nothing, it's about allowing them to do anything. Um, And if workers are making more on stimulus packages than they can at their jobs, then we need to reconsider how much we're paying them at their jobs. And having this cash allows people to not have to go back to shitty jobs. 
so that, um, you know, my belief is that the best way to help people out of poverty is to give them cash. Now, you know, there's significant data for, um, around basic income and some meta studies that have been done. And So it kind of gets cut off there, but uh, she goes into saying about these studies about, like, it increases mental health. Uh, it's actually good for jobs and that people, you know, aren't just, like, taking crappy jobs when they're searching because they're out of money. Uh, it helps with, like, maternity leave, increases, you know, students can focus more, um, decreased crime, increased home ownership goes on and on about sort of things like that. So uh, thanks, Nancy, for the call. Uh, just to address, this is like, as she said, comes from last episode. I think where the uh, the confusion or miscommunication is, is an income replacement or basic, universal basic income. So I think in most cases, at least like from a lot of the studies that have been done and with how, at least how Andrew Yang has put it forth, uh, universal basic income is not an income replacement. So that's a pretty main point. Like, you know, his, Andrew Yang's thing was $1,000 a month. And that's $12,000 a year, which is below the poverty line. I think the poverty line is $12,400 a year. Average medium income in the United States is somewhere around $52,000. No one's quitting their job to make poverty wages. You're still going to have to work. Um, just to, at a high level, like where I stand on it, um, you know, we've done a universal basic income full episode on that. We've touched on it a lot on this podcast. Um, I'm not against the idea. I'm I'm for it as long as the, the money is coming from harvesting money from productivity that comes from automation, um, because I think that's just a huge waste of resources if we don't harvest that productivity of like essentially robots that we're enslaving. And if we just let these giant tech companies just completely take over and just become these massive powerhouses of productivity and we're not figuring out some sort of way either through a VAT tax or something. Uh, the stimulus on the other hand, or there's two parts. One is the stimulus check. So there was the stimulus check, um, which was like $1,200 up to $1,200 for people. Um, obviously that's not replacing anybody's job, but then there was also enhanced unemployment benefits. And what I was referring to was, uh, something that got held up. The stimulus bill almost got held up by Lindsey Graham and someone else. I can't remember, um, because they were afraid. And this is what I was saying. This is one of those rare occasions where I'm going to agree with Lindsey Graham or, you know, the Republicans, which I rarely do. Um, and that they were afraid it was, going to disincentivize people to work because it was more than they were making at their jobs. And that has been the case for some people. Um, we have multiple stories out now. There's a Maryland restaurant owner uh, from Newsweek who's saying employees can't return because they make more in unemployment. Uh, a couple coffee shops who are going out of business for the same reasons. And while I think it's to say, you know, I think it's good to say, well, maybe we should pay these people more. Um, I would like to see how that's done because we're mostly talking about the restaurant industry here. Restaurant industry margins are three to 5%. So, you know, you're talking about on a $10 meal, the restaurant's making 30 to 50 cents. So how much money can you really increase their salary and still be profitable? So I think it's a little tricky there, but I think the, the, the difference is in what you're saying, what I'm saying is the unemployment benefits are actually legitimately 
an income replacement where uh, UBI, even though it has income in the name, in general, it's not an income replacement. It's a supplement. It's like an extra thousand bucks, an extra 700 bucks, something like that. So I am open-minded to it. And I, I do think the studies that you're saying, um, I think there are mixed results in some, but mostly positive. Um, so I, I do think if people aren't working and they're in quarantine and they're uh, on unemployment, they are at home jacking off, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I would clarify the jacking off point as one of the many things that is said on my end, mostly in jest on this podcast. Uh, you know, we we like to have fun. We have a few laughs. Uh, but, I mean, overall, it's, it shouldn't be too big of a surprise for anybody in the know that I agree with a lot of the points that are said on that phone call. I mean, I think replacing, you know, our tip system at the restaurant level with, you know, an actual living wage uh, is a starting point and something that can be discussed. And there are jobs outside of restaurant style jobs that are probably being exploited for by the workers at this point that are on unemployment for being quote unquote shitty jobs as said in the call, which goes back to shitty owners or shitty managers, you know, which is something we covered in the last podcast as well with, with tattleware just shitty management of people's time and, and companies in general. Um, yeah, UBI not being a full-blown replacement for income uh, is, uh, is a good point to make. Uh, I am I'm also a proponent of it. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of people that get that extra little stimulus from UBI, albeit they are still going to have to work somewhere else, but they could work one of those lower income jobs yeah. and get that stimulus I mean, and be able to afford something that's not, you know, like I can't afford or and encounter a $500 expense that I wasn't ready for. You know? Well, here, I mean, here's the thing about like, maybe these shitty jobs should pay people more, right? Like I get that to a certain degree. And I mean, that that's where it comes in with, you know, um, they're not paying, they're not getting paid minimum wage necessarily um you know in some cases they are in some cases they're getting sub-minimum wage yeah. for like restaurant industry but like you know or other like industry standards if you theoretically at- you know it's like you know restaurants are different because their margins are really low but no one's forcing anyone to work at any job so i don't know i think it's harder to say like but well, you can get just shoehorned pi- in and pigeonholed into specific jobs based on life circumstances yeah definitely so, or location yeah, so I mean, you can kind of get just get basically life fucked into having to be a waitress, you know, at a at a restaurant that's not high end or not turning over tables, yeah, like crazy. Where you know, I I know plenty of waitresses that crush it and yeah, are like, yeah, I'll definitely. just do this forever because my tips are insane. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind that I make two dollars an hour, and they don't pay taxes on those. Yeah, tips. they don't pay taxes. So that's the other thing too is like when you look up, there's always two sides of a fucking argument, right? But I mean. This is really speaking for the most underprivileged population of people. Yeah. You know, we're just like, I don't have a choice. I work at this fucking restaurant that pays me jack shit. And like, what else am I going to do? That's why, that's what I was saying. I mean, I've said this before. Like, I think, uh, well, I don't know. In in that case, that's where UBI would do really well. Fuck yeah. And it should come from not just like other people's productivity, but I think it should come from robots productivity because we're just basically (laughs) enslaving them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Low jangles. Um, 
enslaving robots. That's what there's it, no way that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's like it, that's the best. That's the only way. Like when I first heard of UBI for the first time, yeah. and I think most people have some sort of knee jerk reaction of like. What is this like neo-communist idea or whatever the fuck? Like you're just gonna give somebody people... that already hates welfare is yeah. just like pissed immediately. Well, that's because like like I'm someone who's probably in an interesting space where it's like I'm I'm against a lot of welfare because of the way it's in, the incentive structure is. Like that's what I like about UBI exactly is that it's just like I don't give a fuck what you do. You know, like well, that's exactly that's exactly why I like UBI is because it replaces. Like I'm I firmly believe that a lot of welfare helps people, but a lot of it keeps people trapped because it's it has a negative incentive structure in the way that it's built. So it's like if as soon as you start making over X amount of money or as soon as you get married or something like that, you're better off being a poor single mother if you want the most benefits. So it's like this negative incentive structure where UBI is not that. Just it's give, just like everyone gets it. It's just here's some cash. And you're going to be incentivized. Hey, this isn't enough cash to pay the bills. I better get a job on top of that. And I have a interesting line um, that we might be able to talk about at some point of kind of like a test run, like a trial of UBI that's going to be going on. Um, and one of my advice points for it was make it truly random and you know, like don't vet whoever's getting the money. You know, like that's when it turns into like not raw, true data. Like, some people are going to take that money and well, not use it productively. Some people are going to take it like it, yeah. it supports. It's it's the same as like a free market argument. The, you the, know, like everyone has the same and they can do what they want. With here's it. the problem with every UBI study, though, is that it's con they're all contrived because it's just basically giving people money in a small subset, um, or sometimes it's larger. Sometimes it's up to like ten thousand people or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it. It's not really a true study unless it's implemented on a, a massive scale where you can actually see the ramifications of one, a 10% VAT tax, which is like when you think about a VAT tax, it goes through every single part of society. So, or like, you know, it's like the raw materials gets a tax, the, uh, the, manufacturer gets taxed when it makes a unit, when it goes to the retailer, it gets taxed when it goes to the, um, you know, when it goes to the wholesaler gets taxed, when it goes to the retailer gets taxed, when it goes to the consumer gets taxed. And it's like, there's all these different things that like aren't actually being applied in any of these studies. Right. So it's... But right now it's almost a, a sociological study as opposed to like a true right. economic breakdown or, you know, macro study model. It's right. more just, let's take a look at what happens to this small subset of people when, when, we they, when, they, robots. Get, when they get some money. You know, yeah, yeah. And some people are gonna positive. take it yeah. and run with it and do really well with it, and I'm sure some people are gonna fucking shoot it up. You know, who knows? Like, there's everyone's. It, it's a fucking full rainbow over here. You know, yeah. <laughs> we got we got everybody in the mix, but that's why it's important to include everybody because, like, if you have UBI style studies where they like, well, you have a drug problem, so we're not gonna give you. It's like, well, UBI is for everybody, so give yeah. it to everybody. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm still interested in that sociological part of it, just because I'm I'm really interested in just the human condition in, in general and and watching what yeah. happens. You know, like what just watching. Well, there's this weird thing that that happens that where you see like, not that I'm going to stand up for like large, you know, 
mega national corporations, but you know, Evan loves. Them. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen over and over again. I mean, Elizabeth Warren took this stance, which I thought was completely idiotic. Which was, hey, productivity's gone up X percent, but wages haven't. And then you can just look at that and go, fuck the corporations. Productivity's going up. Why aren't we paying? You know, why aren't we paying our workers more? And it's like, well, productivity's going up because of automation. It's going up. I mean, partially. Largely because, I mean, like you look at um, factories, people keep saying they're going over to China or they're getting overseas. Like it's something like 80%, I think is the statistic, is just being automated in those jobs. Is this like US only or what? Yeah, US. US. And so it's like you have robots who don't need sleep, who can work 24 hours a day, who don't need health insurance plans, who don't call in sick. But we also have like the most abysmal. Like packages for employees in comparison to you know, yeah. Our no, European no. I'm not again. I'm not defending them. They should stop being a fucking <laughs> shell for Exxon. <laughs> what I'm saying though is like you know you're not gonna, especially public companies. Like we talked about this last time. I was like mm-hmm. I'm kind of this is an interesting conversation I had with uh, a finance guy at my company. Um, I was, I said I think I maybe I mentioned this on the last podcast. I was surprised how many companies like can't go a month without revenue where they're just like out of business. Dude, it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. And then you think about it, the bigger the company, the more of an issue that is because when investors see that investors don't want cash in the bank, not at all. Investors want cash making more cash. They don't want a rainy day fund. That's not, that's not profitable. So, I mean, the thing about it is like, you're never going to incentivize Businesses are negatively incentivized. It all comes down to incentives again. They're negatively incentivized when their productivity goes up to raise wages, give more uh, benefits. But it's much easier for it's. It's really the government's fault that they're not putting in some sort of mechanism like a VAT tax or whatever to harvest that productivity that comes from robots or whatever the fuck you want to call a robot. A program's a robot. You know, is a iPad a robot? I don't know. Whatever. But then, whose interests are strangleholding the government against instituting those types of things. It's usually corporate interests. Right, sure. Because it steps on their profit. Yeah. So it's basically a giant circle jerk of fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But As I mean, is life, people. Yeah. I mean, you don't... Always... You take something away from this podcast, <laughs> it's that life is one giant circle jerk of bullshit. <laughs> uh... Can you tell I couldn't get that door to shut smoothly? <laughs> Let's move on though. We've we always we always go back to UBI, but uh thanks for the <laughs> Every call. Every podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Nancy. Yes, very appreciative of the call. Everybody should follow Nancy's lead and, and give us a shout. 720-282-9782. Joe, I think you wanted to talk about Joe Biden becoming some sort of fucking mega superhero. My or dear some Lord. Sort of- you said the magic words, Evan. Come on down. Okay, here's something that I'm like vaguely familiar with, but not so much. Uh, because it involves Fortnite, which is a video game that everyone other than probably the people in this garage have played. Uh, <laughs> so, insider.com headline, which grabbed our attention immediately. Democrats are suggesting a Fortnite-style event for their convention, turning Biden into a gargantuan Digital avatar over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, which is like, what? And then they have this... It's like, did I have acid three hours ago? Because <laughs> what did I just read? Um, uh, basically, 
I mean, this this just kind of opens up Pandora's box to the fact that, hey, remember the election this year? You know, like, uh, FYI. Yeah. And what the fuck we're going to do about things like conventions and... Voting? Uh, voting, and clearly the campaign trails came to a grinding halt back in March or February, whenever that was, when everyone stopped actually campaigning in person. But now we're down to old Joe Biden and... uh who was it, Liz? Liz Smith. Liz Smith. Yeah, she was. So I'm a, actually a pretty big Liz Smith fan. I liked Pete. Uh, his campaign. I thought it was really impressive. Stephen Smith. Uh, Liz Smith was uh, the campaign manager for Pete Buttigieg, and I thought she did really well. Um, side note: I learned when I was researching her a little bit. She used to date Elliot Spitzer, former uh, governor of New York. Goo. Uh, <laughs> we got a quote coming from. Liz Smith. If we could do that with Joe Biden. So she referenced actually a Stephen Smith. I read that as Stephen. Okay, this, it might be St- Stephen, but we just not. back up a bit. I think I think we lost this whole Fortnite thing just just to clarify. I'm going to I'm going to say it. Okay, please. So Thank Stephen you. Smith who did digital work for people to judge as well was cited the other day how Travis Scott, who's a rapper, mm-hmm. uh, he took over Fortnite, which is apparently a thing you can do. Fortnite <laughs> is a fucking video game where you're like a it's a first person shooter from what I understand. And you basically get into big, uh, what do you call it? I, don't know, I, I play Call of Duty, so I don't know. Warzone style Scratch. maps <laughs> um, where it's, you know, teams or individuals just fighting in a giant fucking world map, right? Uh, apparently, you can take over that, that uh, capacity if you're Travis Scott and hold concerts. So yeah. we, took, we looked up a video. You can just look up. Yeah, look I'm up sure Travis Travis Scott, Scott Fortnite. Fortnite. It's yeah. a pretty cool video. I don't know how they made it happen or what this even means, but they made it into like basically this Burning Man digital style event where Travis Scott is walking around as this giant yeah. Yeah. and they're in this kind of like weird worldscape that's kind of like psychedelic and weird and it's that fucking Fortnite. Yeah, it's the Fortnite world plus Travis Scott who's like, you know, towering over everything rapping. So they cite that Travis Scott take over Fortnite and thought that it was a very creative way to think about, you know, holding a massive event in the day and age of coronavirus, which we don't want to talk about. Well, um, but she said that if we could do that with Joe Biden, quote, Joe Biden projected against the Grand Canyon, that might be a little bit ambitious, but we could have exclusive musical content from some of the biggest artists in the game, in the game, she says at these driving eyeballs to these conventions so that people could watch them. End quote. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Do on we that? need, <laughs> do we need like the biggest artists in the game for people to tune into a fucking political convention? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I like Liz Smith, Can but we just have I feel Clint like Eastwood talking to an empty chair. I feel like it's kind of a, it's kind of a dumb idea in a way. I mean, I hate it. I mean, it could. Be, it's one of those things that could be cool, or it could, but it's like also that's the weirdest fucking thing, though. Like <laughs> a digital, especially Joe Biden. if it's actually Fortnite. Because if you look up again, please I don't just think it's gonna be Fortnite. But just Google it. Just Google Fortnite because, it, like, if you make Joe Biden into a Fortnite avatar, <laughs> like that artwork is not pleasing to the eye, right? There's it's, nothing. Th- there's no photo photorealism to uh, Joe Biden as a Fortnite character. 
Well, that's the thing too. Is like I don't think there's any. What's the added benefit of having a digital Joe Biden? Like it should actually be Joe Biden. He could just do a live stream. Who's vote? That's the thing though. Is like, are we voting for a digital person now? <laughs> like, are we voting for anybody other than him? Like, what do we need a convention? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he could just be giving his conven- convention style speeches, and so could others from the fucking offices in their house, and it would be a real person giving yeah. a video address. I mean. I don't know how but there you could be like a Cirque du Soleil, like Rihanna backdrop. <laughs> we could also have Beyonce sing first. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I mean, if we're going to go, it's turning into go, like a Super Bowl halftime show. I know. It's like, dude, just what? what? If we're going to go digital though, I much prefer hologram Tupac version. Star Wars hologram yeah, version. I agree. Of Joe Biden. Like I'd, it's a real person. I'd much, I would vote for a hologram over a 3d rendering. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> T-shirt coming to the news on Essence Whether store. or not he raped her or not. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirt coming to the news on Essence store in no time. Um, I don't know. The idea that you're projecting someone digital. Is it the real Grand Canyon? Is it a digital Grand Canyon? I feel is like it a Zoom background of the Grand Canyon in a gargantuan... It's such a weird. It's sort of idea. just like a caricature of itself. Like this is malarkey. Like <laughs> I know. I feel like somebody like caught them, um, like mid just like thought bubble. You know, this can't be like a real thing. Yeah, they're, they're just considering. sitting around like we're out of ideas. Like yeah. Liz Smith hits the bong and it's like <laughs> yeah, she comes in just like half faded and it's just uh, like Fortnite. Uh, yeah, what if he's giant in the Grand? <laughs> what if he like could tower over the Grand Canyon? <laughs> And it's like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I would much prefer they just do the convention. I mean, they if they're hosting UFC fights. Why don't they hold the convention? Can't they just hold the convention with whoever's speaking without a public yeah. audience? And anyone, they could just fill it with mannequins. <laughs> get that chef <laughs> with his mannequin problem. Yeah. Fill it up with blow up dolls and just have the convention like a fucking Democrat. Everyone's doing that. If they're going to play sports in empty stadiums, you know, if that's the idea, then just have the convention in an empty area. There, there's no added benefit to me at a political convention. I wonder who audience. goes. I wonder who goes first because uh, whoever goes second, you know, the Republicans or the Democrats. Mm. I forget who went went last time, but they have the chance to upstage. Right. The other person. Like, I remember when, I forget what year it was, but do you remember when, like, Clint, I think it was with Mitt Romney and Obama, when Clint Eastwood came out with a chair and I just... Said, I just said that a second ago. <laughs> I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. And it's, <laughs> it's... So does everybody else. It's an insane moment. <laughs> like, and that's the Ob- type of shit that should yeah. be happening here. Clint Eastwood came out with a chair, and then Obama came out, and it was like this regalia, amazing fucking celebrity crazy thing. Yeah. And that's... I feel like that's what's going to happen if Joe Biden goes this route. It's like, oh, Joe Biden's a Fortnite character, and then it's like... Then it's going to be basically Trump coming out just making fun of Joe Biden for not actually showing up. Right. Yeah, if the Democrats have to go first and they like don't do it live, you know Trump's parading a bunch of like Alabama fucking people into a stadium and like making them be live. So he's oh yeah, so he's they'll be awesome. there. They'll be yeah. there. Yeah, you'll have some flag wavers. It's gonna be some fucking awesome outbreak. Yeah. Um, 
That'll be interesting. Kind of forgetting there's an election right now. It's so backseat. It's on, and then, it's like well, way in the fucking back. One thing I wanted to touch base on is you have a couple, uh, you have lots of states who are doing mail-in voting. So California just said they're going to do mail-in voting across the entire state, or everyone's like eligible if they want to, I think is how they put it. Um, we recently had Texas uh, judge rule that voters can apply to vote by mail during the pandemic. But you have a lot of uh, red states, a lot of Republicans who are saying, this is the way that Democrats cheat. The only way they can win is vote by mail. But what's so interesting about this whole coronavirus thing in general, um, one thing that I'm thinking about is it's affecting generally the older populations. The older populations tend to vote uh, Republican. So in a way... The pandemic is really, it's really benefiting Democrats in a lot of ways insofar is that it's killing off old people. But at the same time, uh, you see, you know, not all Republicans, but you see a lot of people, a lot of Republicans and a lot of red state people who are saying it's basically a hoax or that it's overplayed. So they're going to be the ones who aren't afraid to show up at the polls. So you have both aspects of it working against each other. It's good. I don't know. I agree. I agree with all those points. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Especially when flu season comes back again, dude. The fall is going to be such a shit show. If we're already like, there's already states opening gyms and doing shit Mm -hmm. quick. We don't want to talk about coronavirus. I know at all. Can't help it. But there's already shit where there's just going to be a second wave, like way too early. Fall's going to be a fucking joke. Like, I, I don't know. I'll, yeah. We'll be in this garage for a while. Well, we just saw that. Uh, so Texas, who has been one of the more liberal in letting people go back <laughs> to work, um, <laughs> they just hit, after two weeks of doing that, they just hit a two-week spike in deaths and cases. Oh, yeah. So I would suspect that that's going to start happening across the U.S. I mean, this is part of another interesting conversation. Can't help talking about coronavirus. But, God damn um, it. <laughs> one thing is like, you know, that I keep bringing up is flattening the curve doesn't mean those deaths aren't going to happen. It just means they're delayed outside of hospital overloading and sans any, you know, treatments or, you know, things we learn along the way to help people live. It's those deaths are still going to happen. So there may be a case, which sounds very morbid, there may be a case to, which is to get people infected to get herd immunity quicker if it's just a matter of when it's going to happen is it going to happen now in a big spike or is it going to happen over a two-year really flat curve so i don't know we'll have to see what that happens but i think you know if everything's just essentially opens up and you know people say it's not it's at like 50 restaurants are at 25 percent capacity or there's all these social distancing and things like it's still going to spread. The virus is here. It's going to get. It's going to get worse, right? Presumably. You want that flat curve though, so it's not an overload on all the system. On all, on all the system, sure. Yeah, but um, no more coronavirus. Fucking stop it. Let's move <laughs> along to our last story, which is rando knots. Uh, this is something that was brought to my attention recently by a friend. Uh, let me just go to the Randonauts website, randonauts.com, R-A-N-D-O-N-A-U-T-S. Um, 
what is a rando knot? Let me try to explain it because this website doesn't do a good job of explaining it right off the bat. <laughs> you kind of have to jump into it or watch a video to, which they have the videos on their website. But basically, what it is is what they call a quantum number generator, which I don't know how that's different than an, a regular number generator. I'm nope. pretty sure they're lying, and it's just, as a programmer, I can tell you they probably just use the RAND function. <laughs> yeah, what's what, why is like a random number generator not the same as quantum? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it pulls in. I mean, you can use random.org, uh, use their API, and you can pull space noises. Because, like, actually, wow. like, just to, just to drop some facts here on you, Joe. Uh, programmer random that you get is not actually true random. Like if you map it out, you actually see some true patterns. But if you take like true random and you map it out, it's actually truly random. So you could take what some people do is use random.org and they use, it generates random numbers based off of space noises, noises and static they pull from space. But, uh, random nautica, uh, FAQ, which is what they're calling this. Um, what is rando not? Uh, basically, they get the random numbers, and those random numbers generate a set of coordinates that are near you. And the the idea behind it is that you're putting intention into it. And then what they're saying is like that people are having all of these very strange experiences where they're like, as they put their intention into it, they are um, coming across things that they never thought they would. Like, they're like, oh, I want to, you know, what does this mean for X? And then they come across, like, they go in the woods and they find, like, a grave in the middle of the woods. And, you know, it just, like, like, what does this mean? And, like, or they're like, I was thinking of, you know, if you go on Reddit and you look at the random not subreddit, um, everything that's at least upvoted or the thing that's, like, worthy of sharing is, like, some weird coincidence or something like that. Uh, It's probably a selection bias for sure. I'm sure a lot of people are going to places uh, that don't make sense, but um, th- what they're trying to do is they're trying to sort of link it to this quantum number generator, this QRNG, and they're trying to say it's like this phenomenon that like your intentions affect these quantum points, which sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Yeah, first red flag of this whole thing. Yeah, it sounds a little woo-woo. Second question is, and I haven't used the app yet. I'm going to try to use it. So I'm going on a I'm going on a five day trip to Southern Colorado, leaving in two days. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do a random knot somewhere and see where it takes me. But first question is, how do I not end up on private property? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, how am I going to get a no trespassing violators will be shot? <laughs> yeah, especially in the um, San Juans. But. Off the bat, it's something that interests me. Uh, if you guys don't know, you probably don't know. I tried to start a treasure hunting company. I'm, I love the idea of treasure it's on hunting. The back, it's on the back burner. It's still out there. I, I literally built an app for treasure hunting, built a website, paid lawyers to like uh, a, to make an, a contract for contest law. And what I wanted to do was hide treasure in the woods and uh, basically people pay... Or, you know, you hide like a medallion with a unique a unique code on it. If someone finds that, they go to the website and scan it, and they can get like $10,000 if they found it. And then everyone puts in like 20 bucks in order to find it. But the thing was, no one trusted it. Everyone thought it was a giant scam. They're like, yeah, why wouldn't you just tell your friend? Or there is no treasure, and you're just going to collect money. But I really resonate with the idea. I like the idea of 
exploring, looking for treasure, looking for the unknown, leaving randomness up to it. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'll, I'll try it out and I'll report back. If you guys have tried it before, feel free to call in or write us an email. Uh, but it's a really cool idea. I'll give them that. You know, get people out of their comfort zone. It's kind of like uh, geocaching. Yeah, but it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know about this whole like your intentions are affecting we the like, quantum random number generator and creating these anomalous occurrences driven by thought emphasis. It sounds a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little cool. A little, uh, a little woo woo, but very woo woo. <laughs> but I'm excited to hear back from what you get from it. Hopefully yeah, it's something good. So I'll go on this trip and I'll report back. Um, but I think that does it for this episode. Um, you guys enjoy your Memorial Day. Hold self parades and send in your pictures of your self parade. Yeah, sit on your driveways, <laughs> yell at each other. Uh, enjoy the time off. Enjoy the long weekend. Um, fix a door or two. Do something outside of your work that makes you feel relaxed. Put and, a filter on your water. Yeah, do something good with yourselves, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Well, perhaps we'll settle the battle.